Hello, and welcome to the Golden Shower of Hits podcast episode 60. This is Mike. You might be wondering, why the fuck is Mike doing the intro? Well, that's because uh, I couldn't be a part of the podcast. So, what you're getting is uh, my intro, and Guffy is participating in the podcast this round. Now, what the fellows are going to be reviewing is the stage by Avenged Sevenfold. Now... I listened to this album a few times. I'm going to tell you what. I was surprised. I mean, I fucking hated it at first. This is an album full of like virtuoso musicianship and hyperactive fucking Viagra metal. But I ended up kind of being won over. I'm almost certain that the boys are going to hate it. But just so you know, I give it a B plus. You need to do the uh, theme this week. (laughs) (laughs) Do 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 that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Ah, all right. This week, uh, for the first time on Golden Shower of Hits, um, we actually have a special guest host. Uh, So, a lot like a '70s failing sitcom, we brought in. We're introducing a new character. So we're basically who was uh, that? Who was that kid on the Brady Bunch? Oh God! Yeah. Oh, what was his name? Cousin somebody. Yeah. Fuck. I can't yeah. The blonde hair and the glasses. Oliver, was it cousin Oliver? Is that cousin what it Oliver? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm then, cousin uh, Oliver. <laughs> it's funny. My my cousin Mike uh, has been rewatching Different Strokes, and he reminded <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me that they brought on that little annoying redheaded kid later in the. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Seasons. And then. Yep. Uh, they did that on fucking Little House on the Prairie and all sorts of fucking. Oh yeah, it's a it's a sitcom staple, man. Oh god, yeah. So it's usually when they jump to the shark. So apparently, this is our mm-hmm. jumping the shark back episode. <laughs> Either that or the Prince one. Actually, I thought the Prince episode was good when we had Jan. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, so this is uh, John Guffey, who normally does our intros, and uh, hi, M- Mike is <laughs> on. Uh, he's out playing some gigs this weekend, so. Wasn't able to make it. Um, yeah. Uh, are we going to get, uh, <laughs> so one thing I was thinking about last night is, uh, are we going to get the professional John or are we going <laughs> to get real John? <laughs> oh, I mean, we're going to see how the night goes, man. 
I love when you cut you know loose you, and uh, uh, you know how it usually de- uh, devolves yeah, when we yeah. talk for a long period so, of time. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. All right, uh, you'll get us uh, canceled for sure. So. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you got good editing skills. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have a little piece of feed. Uh, actually, I have two uh, little feedback from last two week. Feedbacks from last week. One is. Uh, John usually does such a bang up job with our intros, but the last week record was not from 1992. It was from 2002. <laughs> oh, did I say 92? Yeah. Oh man. So that was funny. That was from 2000. Well, like fucking, was that the Billy Ray Cyrus one? Uh, no white stripes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God dang. Yeah. I haven't listened to that episode yet because <laughs> I had to listen to fucking, uh, Avenged sevenfold all fucking day to day to do this podcast tonight. Uh, and then, uh, I got a, a funny, uh, a message from Rudy. Uh, he said, humble brag. You left out of that white stripes episode that I live next to Jack and Meg in Detroit for most of 95 and 96. Jack and I actually played softball together every Sunday in Riverside park by the ambassador bridge. It was oh, no shit. Yeah. He said, uh, it was basically where every weirdo Detroit indie rock wannabe do something to pretend we're not a bunch of alcoholics and addicts. Lots of folks <laughs> thought that he was lame and didn't understand why Meg was with them. <laughs> <laughs> To us, he was just the guy that used to be in Goober and the Peas. He refused to play outfield, <laughs> fucker. I think he played second base. A lot of us had two-piece bands at the time, and they were late to the trend, but Dave Buick put out some 7-inch for them. The shows were so fun, so I'm guessing Dave thought he'd sell enough 7-inches. Uh, I moved away around then, and the next thing I knew, uh, some next thing I knew, s- someone fell in love with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I actually jammed with him and Brendan Benson at a Christmas party circa 2003. I wasn't, oh, wow. I wasn't asked to join the rack and tour. So you can tell how that went. <laughs> so you've really rules. Yeah, Rudy's the best dude. I love him. Yeah. We need to get him on the fucking guest host. One of these days. Fuck. Yeah, oh, dude. Definitely so make him, make him guest host. One of the shitty records. He puts yeah, out rest. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, he would have been a great third mic for Billy, Thir- Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he picked it. So, I know. Bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, it, you know, what, another thing I was thinking about this episode is Mike, Mike might actually listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, That'd be a first. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm like, when I found I'm like, you don't listen to the episodes? He's like, no, man. I fucking lived them. <laughs> I don't need to listen to them. So, yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I don't know if Mike's as much of a narcissist as we yeah, are. Yeah, no. <laughs> My, you know, it, yeah, I, li- I listen to everything I've ever done multiple yeah. times. So, uh, I was talking to Jennifer. I can't believe anything ever turns out good. <laughs> I was talking to Jennifer. Yeah. You, you, it's like you listen to it over and over again, especially before putting it out. And then you just end up finger fucking it like to death, you know? Hilarious. Uh, I was talking to Jen at, um, dinner tonight and she was like, do we know anybody that's, are we friends with anybody that's normal? And I was like, I think Mike is normal. Like, like I think he's fairly well adjusted. I mean, I know he's got a pretty fucked up background like uh, you and I, but. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, as far as, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he went through his shit. Right, right. I mean, he, he was yeah, definitely true, yeah. not, not well adjusted a long right, time right. ago, but he's very well adjusted now. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Fucking. He's broken the cycle. <laughs> That's good. I'm, ha- I'm happy for him. <laughs> I am too. I think we all turned out somewhat okay, yeah. Con- considering where we came from. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have our quirks still, but and, and oh, maybe Mike yeah. does. We just don't. 
like physically hang out. Yeah, we don't see Mike as much. Like, oh my god, this dude still fucking chews his mouth open, or, or you know whatever, whatever the <laughs> weirdness is of that of Mike. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, this week, welcome to two atheists try to seriously review a Christian rock record. <laughs> I don't actually think it's a Christian. Are rock you record. fucking kidding me? It has a lot of uh, themes about uh, the God and the devil, oh but that's, I don't God. think it necessarily is a Christian rock record. Dude, these fuck every fucking song, and not just on this record, like a bunch well, It's a concept of album. Not just on this record, a bunch of records. Well, yeah, they're, they're, all about- Have you ever looked at pictures of them? Uh, yeah. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <sighs> Hold on, let me-, let me... <laughs> Are we, We're just diving in. All right, I'm into it. Uh, I, I need to calm down. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew this one was going to be rough for you, buddy. I, you know, I, I, I know nothing about this band um, other than you know hearing they're popular and seeing some kids wear their shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I listened to the record for like a week, and then oh man, today was the first day I like looked at any photos or did any research or watched any videos on them. Mm-hmm. Oof, I <laughs> it oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, I will say, yeah, I, I have positive things to say. Well, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that way, that way, if I ever run into him, I'll say I'm John. <laughs> I'll be like, that's no, hilarious. James, a fucking asshole. John, I'm John. Um, they, everything that I, I thought sucked about them musically uh, was confirmed visually. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so. <laughs> See, I don't mind, you know, I mean, it's, it's the, you know, they're, it's, you know, hot topic metal, yeah. but you know, I don't necessarily mind that. I don't mind a band that has an image, you know, as you've seen by, you know, my previous yeah. bands, but, uh, and it's also way different than other bands in their genre. So I at least give them some credit for that, you know, wearing all black and a sleeveless t-shirt and a studded belt and some eyeliner, you know, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. The... I, I just I mean they're douchebags, don't get me wrong. I, dude, I draw the line at wearing sunglasses on stage at night, dude. God damn it. That is just like the Oh man, you're gonna oh, well, you're gonna have to if that's your line, you're gonna have to get rid of a lot of your favorite uh artists. Like who? Who the fuck does enough. that? Dude, Lou dude, Reed I Okay, Lou Reed can do it. Oh, Lou Reed can oh, see so there's an exception already. Well, because Lou Reed's actually cool. Right? <laughs> I mean well, I don't know. <laughs> Not later <laughs> Lou, on. Lou's got his issues but, too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I don't know, yeah. Billy Gibbons does it. I, I don't mind it at all. That's true. I don't. Yeah. You're right. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's like you always say you can't wear your own band t-shirt. Right. Well, I would say that Lemmy is a, uh, can wear his own band t-shirt and it's not a problem yeah now there's always exceptions to the rule yeah exactly yeah i don't like shorts on stage however angus and Dimebag, i yeah. if they wore pants i wouldn't know what to do <laughs> well i always wore shorts on stage <laughs> oh, i know exactly and, and, you know i'll I, I never gave you a pass <laughs> you never gave me a pass for it no nope. yeah i just i get too fucking hot up there dude like if i was just <laughs> if i was in a shoegaze band or something i could totally do it but I'm busy falling off the stage and stuff. You yeah. Know? So there is footage of you uh, playing shows in blind jeans. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. It was a while ago. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know who other than suicidal, in my opinion, can get away with the bandana under a baseball cap. Oh, Brett Michaels. 
Under a cowboy No. <laughs> exactly. He looks like a oh, fucking dude, idiot. Oh, dude, you want to see Brad Michael's actual hair? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good point. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll give you I'll give you a little story about that shit. Um like uh when Lovely was down in LA and we played the whiskey. Uh-huh. We played with this band from I think they were from Sweden called Veins of Jenna <laughs> who were kind of a who were kind of a uh uh, you know, throwback, you know, same kind of deal we were doing, right. you know, the, the throwback 80s glam rock kind of thing. And the they're all these like 22 year old, just super good looking Scandinavian dudes. And the singer guitar player, and they were pretty good, too. Yeah. And uh, the singer guitar player guy, we were hanging out at the hotel and uh, he he had the bandana on all his hair and stuff. And uh, he took the bandana off, and he was bald halfway back <laughs> on his on his head, Oof. and had just figured out this way with a bandana and teasing his hair to make it look like he had hair. Right, right. And uh, it was hilarious. But uh, that guy definitely wear the bandana on yeah. stage. Yeah, you know, it, it, I love bands that have uh, a look. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Kiss fan, so obviously, it, you know, and, and there are countless episodes where I'm telling mike looks is the other half of rock and roll but oh yeah and i be- firmly believe that but there for some reason there are it has to be genuine to me you know what i mean like oh no i totally get what you mean like you know i mean I, I give them credit for trying i don't give them credit for succeeding yeah it's just they just seem like posers to me it, there's i mean there's a lot to not like about this band. <laughs> and more more than you know, just I mean, their look yeah. yeah. And like I've, you know, but I mean, but to me, it's like if they look just like a normal, you know, metal band, you know, if they're wearing, you know, camo shorts past their knees. Right, and right. Chuck Taylor's and a fucking Sepultura T-shirt. Yeah. Long hair and a beard, you know, like you know, at least it differentiates them. I'll at least give them that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're you know, that's, you know, they kind of got a foot in the in the misfits, you know, like a you know aesthetic camp. And, you know, I'll I mean. I think that's cooler than, you know, a lot of the metal stuff that I see mm. again, I, you know, but man, it's, it, they're, it's rough, dude. Like for me, like if we want to get into the issues musically, it's the singer, like he's a really good singer, but you know, it, you know <laughs> technically at singing stuff, yeah. but it's like, I mean, there's some shit on there. It's like, he's doing like, like Lane Staley karaoke. Oh, absolutely. On a couple of I, that's in, that's in my notes. Yep, he fucking, uh, there's a couple of those. It's like, oh, buddy, really? Yeah. You know, the harmony and everything, you know, it's just like, oh, Jesus. And then there's sometimes he sounds like the guy from Disturbed. Okay. Which is, I mean, if you're going to rip somebody off, why you pick that guy? Right. And uh, um, and then other times, this is the one that really got me. I was listening to it and he alternately would sound like uh, Jack Black or Dave Grohl as the devil in Pick a Destiny. <laughs> And like those are like the four voices that he kind of like like kind of vacillates right, between. Yeah. And it's kind of my problem with Muse too is that that guy's a really good singer, but he's either doing a Jeff Buckley impersonation or a Tom York impersonation. Right, right. right. And like on any given line, and it's like any line that guy sings on this entire album, I can like oh, it's one of those four singers. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I just don't really care for the tone of his voice much, and. There's so many words on this fucking album. <laughs> like there's so many lyrics and like, and like, you know, the choruses are like, you know, they try to be super melodic and stuff. Like, I don't remember fucking anything. Like there's, yeah. there's a, a bunch of melodies and no hooks. 
and you know, like I don't remember a riff, like nothing, right? And like everybody's like the drummer's really, really good. Yeah. Um, he's like the third drummer. The original drummer was insane. Uh, he died of a fucking overdose of some sort, I think. Yeah. And but this guy, I mean, he's, I mean, some of the drumming shit on this is fucking bonkers. And so I can at least I can give him that. And uh, that Sinister Gates guy is a very, very, very good guitar player. Like I've had to teach a few of these songs, not at this album, but some of the earlier stuff. Yeah. To kids before over the years. And I mean, and, you know, none of the rhythm stuff is that bad. But, you know, there's there's a couple of things that are a little tricky. But I mean, the guy's a real good lead guitar player. It's definitely like the outer limits of my abilities, you know, to like figure any of that shit out in the early stuff. And he's playing gnarlier shit now than he was then. Let's let's so. tap the brakes a little sec, a little bit because you went from the singer to the drummer to the guitar player. And I haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, talk go about for it, buddy. these aspects as well. Yeah, go for we go it. Through them. So the singer, one of my first notes in, you know, typically i'll listen to the record and i'll take notes as i listen uh listen to it and my first note is this dude really needs to find his own voice like correct sometimes to me sounds like sammy hagar other times it sounds like he's trying to be sammy Chris hagar, Cornell. Great. And I, I totally now that you say that i totally hear the spot where you, yeah. I, I know the exact break in his voice where you hear sammy hagar <laughs> uh and then uh, a uh, chris cornell or, or some kind of grunge dude and then yeah, i got also, the lane staley thing uh, it says also Stone Temple Pilots and my dad's drinking buddy Rick. So, <laughs> like, like on the first song, you know, like it's usually hard for me to tell how old the singer is. This dude sounds like he's fifty and needs to lay off the Lucky Strikes and like not in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he no, needs I, a clear, I, yeah, I don't clear. I don't like throat. the tone of his. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the tone of his voice. As, it's, it it seems certain things seem really strained. Right. Um. Yeah, so I, I was not not a fan of the singer. Um, the drummer, on I mean, this, again, he's good. Yeah, he's a good singer. I mean, certainly better than me, and can as very versatile and can do a lot of stuff. But I just yeah. don't like it. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I feel like he needs to find his own voice, and and that, you know that's kind of an overarching theme uh, for this whole band. Like their look seems to be pieced together from other bands yeah, lots you know of, what i mean yeah, like I there's the dude with the motorcycle jacket and the mohawk that looks like he's mm -hmm. from uh rancid then there's the dude with the suicidal look that has the fucking you know the the trucker cap with the flipped up bill with the fucking uh mm -hmm. bandana on that, underneath, that you would know, be zacky vengeance oh, jesus christ and so <laughs> i do love that they have stage names oh <laughs> i love a good so stage name dumb too <laughs> I love it. Right. I fucking love it. I wrote it. their stage names down. So the uh, singer yep. is M Shadows. Yep. The guitar player is Sinister Gates, spelled incorrectly, yep. obviously. How do you know? Uh, well, <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm not that bad of a speller. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, Zachy Vengeance. Yep, Zachy Vengeance. Uh, believe it or not, um, well, then there's Johnny Christ, who is... No relation to John Christ from Danzig. Well, yeah, well, John Christ, that's his stage name, too. I do know that. But, like, seriously, you're going to yeah. crib fucking that stage name? Yeah, I don't know. That's like, like me Danzig? being, oh, you know what my stage name's going to be? Gino Simmons. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a great stage name. It <laughs> just, you know, and, and playing in like a hard rock band. Like, you just. Yeah, I think that sounds amazing. I totally do that, you know? I'm, I'm all about it. All right, we'll we'll have to agree to disagree there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great I just think name. it's lame. The 
you know, basically take somebody else's stage name in the same genre of music, even for the most. It's a tribute. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, what's, what's the new drummer's name? Uh, he's got a normal name. So the, the drummer's name is great. It's Brooks Wackerman. And that's yeah. actually his real name. Yeah, that's his real name. He just he decided I'm not. He's like I'm not doing this. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first drummer's the first drummer was the Rev. Yeah, I saw that. Um, mm-hmm. Brooks. That guy was real good though. Yeah. <laughs> Brooks actually played in uh, Bad Religion for 14 years. So I. Oh no yeah, shit. So I, that's how I knew Brooks Wackerman. I was like, Oh, oh Brooks Wackerman's the drummer. Holy shit! Like this totally makes sense. You know. The drumming is amazing on this. So yeah, that guy's a guy's a badass. Just man. A, a side note, I, I want to take a little sidebar on Brooks. So Brooks is <laughs> Brooks is one of those dudes who joins bands after their peak. I guess like after their peak, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So he enjoyed when they're when they're when they're sick of their drummer that's a fuck up and can't keep time anymore. Right. Then uh, they hire a professional. <laughs> uh, so he joined Infectious Grooves in '93. So oh, dang. after you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he joined Suicidal from 96 to 2001. Yep. Then was in Bad Religion from 20, 2001 to 2015. So I thought that was kind of funny that he comes in after <laughs> the, their peak, you know. Uh, this guy's like 20 years older than everybody else in the band. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, Brooks's brother is Chad Wackerman, who played with Alan Holdsworth Frank, and Frank oh, Zappa. Yeah. And also yeah, toured with Men at Work in 1985. So... Oh, whoa. Some, I didn't know he did that. Some cool uh, trivia about Brooks trivia. and his crew. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about the, the members of the band real quick, uh, M. Shadows married Valerie D. Bianetto on yeah. October 17th, 2009. Sinister Gates married her twin sister six months later. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck, dude. Yeah, right? So the singer and guitar player are married to twin sisters. Married to or the, twins. Yeah, singer wow. and guitar player are married to twin sisters. So God damn. Yeah. That is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're comparing notes. Do the, you know? do the, do the switch? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I can confirm that- uh, I think only male twins do that. Oh, yeah. I can confirm that uh, twin sisters are- not identical even if they're identical yeah that's <laughs> so. that's 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 what you've you've uh if yes said before <laughs> i don't know i thought i edited that out of, of an episode but uh, you and oh, i have talked oh no about i've I, uh, we have talked about that before yes uh so anyways yeah so the sinister gates guy you were telling me his dad were worked at for yeah, his, GIT. his dad is a like is a is a jazz instructor at git and he's real good i watched i saw some video of like the, those two playing together and he's a he's a monster yeah I saw that right. his dad actually did some stu- session work for the for these guys, which I oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah if, if my dad was, you could play. I'd have him on my shit. <laughs> well, but, I don't. I don't think you would. <laughs> well, maybe not my dad. If I had a dad that was worth a shit right, and yeah. could play, then I would. <laughs> then I would have him exactly. on my record. Yeah, I, I, I just I feel like there's a little too much guitar virtuosity on this record. Like uh, the, the the guy plays. Like the guy plays so many solos. Like I feel like he's one of those assholes that would not stop playing when you're trying to tune. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we just calm maybe, the fuck down maybe. for a second. Yeah, because I'm trying to tune by ear. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my god. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the guy's a really good guitar player. I mean, he's way way better than I am. You yeah. know, at least at doing this kind of shit. And um, and there's some pretty interesting, like the, some of the heavier riffs. There's mm-hmm. a few that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but like, man, like 
if I hear one more like melodic halftime breakdown <laughs> with like a big soaring solo on it, right. it's just like, oh God. And, you know, it's like, he's a really good guitar player, but he's influenced by a bunch of guitar players I'm not really into. Yeah. Like I, well, I mean, he's got, there's an obvious Randy Rhodes in there, which is fine, but then it's a lot of Zach Wild. Oh, uh, okay. And you know, like, like I, like I hear a lot of like Zach Wild period Ozzy in the like clean parts, like the big like soaring epic parts, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't like any of that shit. <laughs> and um, and then the other big influence, like I hear in the in the songwriting, is a lot of the Black Album. Yeah, uh, in the in the production as well. And I mean, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, obviously they're you know. I, well, let man, me let me take. I a, think I would rather listen to this than the Black Album, but really. <laughs> oh, dude, the Black Album is garbage. No, I yeah, mean it's, it's not, not as great, bad. but it's way better than this bullshit. I don't know. I, I I can I can at least focus on the drumming on this. Like I can listen to. I can focus on good things about it, and then if I listen to the Black Album, I just think, why the fuck isn't this Master of Puppets? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, you're comparing it to. Yeah, but I don't have any. So if I had to, I mean, I would. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would rather listen to any of the first four. Like, you know, other than this, obviously, but that Black Album or anything later, I would rather listen to this than any Metallica post, uh, have po- you, post the first four. Have you heard the song This Means War by this band? Uh, I don't know, maybe. It's from another record. Let me play a few seconds of it. Mike's going to hate this, but he's not here, so. <laughs> he didn't hear it. Hold on. All right. Let's see if I can find the part. Hey, I'm your wolf. I'm your dog today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, so no, it, when you say, uh, say it sounds influenced. like the Black Album, I mean, that's literally sad but true. Yeah. No, that, that riff has that uh, has, has that same beat. I think the same key, too. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of that influence on there. And it's just like, man, if you're going to get influenced by Metallica, why the fuck did you choose that record? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like... You know, I was like, oh, man, who else did I hear? And there's there's some other players I heard in his playing too that I'm like, oh, oh, that's this guy's like, I don't like that guy either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, they're all really good at what they do, but like, like they're trying to make this epic album with like a 15 minute fucking song on it and stuff. And like, you know, there's a difference between epic and long. Right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, if I listen to, you know, 10 years gone or Achilles last stand, like some later Zeppelin shit. I mean, that shit is epic. And, uh, you know, even like the end of stairway to heaven is epic. I hate the beginning of yeah. the end is fucking epic. Yeah. And there's just like, they're trying to be epic. And like, you know, there's like the thing with the horn section and I actually, you know, uh, you're talking about on sunny disposition. That's yeah, I think so. I, I actually I don't know kind of like that. Part. Songs, I mean, I, I mean, I, I it's give them credit I for like, I wrote it down. <laughs> they're trying to, I mean, they're, they're trying to, ex, they're trying to be more like progressive on this record, you know? Yeah. You know, the instrumentation and, you know, you know, having Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, you know, talk on it. And oh, is that what's going on? Like, yeah. There's like a, the, that the Neil, de, Neil deGrasse Tyson does a voiceover. Um, oh fuck. Somebody else. There was one was song on where there was like a whole skit playing in the background. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's, I think is, yeah, I, that that? I know Neil okay. deGrasse Tyson does some of the, does some of the, the talking on it. And then, um, the, the horns, it's actually, it's Angela Moore and one of the other guys from fishbone. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, um, playing the horn stuff, but you know, and I give, again, I give them credit for that. I don't mind somebody like trying to do something sprawling and epic and, you know, big and trying to 
push themselves musically and stuff. And I mean, and again, they're all really good. Yeah. Everybody's incredibly good at what they do. That drummer is fucking insane. Yeah, the drumming is great. I'm not a big yeah, fan like, I mean, of some of, some some of, of it, the sounds. I get but... Matt Cameron vibes off it. Right. You know, like a certain, there was some, like you're saying grunge stuff. Like I heard there's some stuff that, uh, there's a thing that reminded me of Jesus Christ posed a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, some stuff like that. But overall, man, it's just like, I don't, you know, it's just not, it just doesn't, it's not cohesive. It doesn't, you know, they're, they're trying, throwing everything in the kitchen sink at it, trying to make this masterpiece. And I don't think you can make a masterpiece when you're trying to make a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, you're just going to do what you, th- if you just follow what you think is the thing you, you have to do. I think that's how masterpiece, I mean, not that I've ever made a masterpiece, but you know, but that's how masterpieces get created, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, I guess maybe Queen went in to do a masterpiece with Night at the Opera, um, but that's Queen. Right. <laughs> you know, that's Freddie fucking Mercury yeah. and, you know, and everybody else in that fucking band. But, you know, so I, I think they're just, they're, they're reaching a little f- further than their grasp will go Yeah, on some of this stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, if they took out a lot of the like clean and halftime stuff, there's, it could probably be a pretty decent, aggressive rock record, mm-hmm. but like every song's got like the big, you know, halftime melodic breakdown with the big soaring vocal and i man, i still don't remember a fucking thing that guy said like there's no no vocal hook whatsoever on any of this yeah yeah i i i mean i, th- I think my overall issue with this is the, the musicians are really good uh, i feel like the singer just needs to find his voice but also you know so much so that there were times where i was like maybe there's more than one singer like it was that different <laughs> um, no, the guy's he's very versatile. He yeah. has a lot of different sounds. There's none of them are his, which is great for a wedding singer. <laughs> singer, you know. Yeah, but. like if this guy if this guy was like in a in a in a metal uh like uh you know tribute band or cover band or something, yeah, yeah. He'd be killer. Um, and I felt they lacked any originality. So you know how like no, I'm I hundred percent. You know you know how like a good impression of someone is just like an amplified version of their quirky quirk characteristics, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is an impression of a bunch of different metal bands from all different genres of metal, uh, and they just kind of threw them all together. You know what I mean? And it's oh just yeah, like, no, totally, oh, totally. You're doing that, like yeah, that's um, a fair observation. Yeah. So yeah, it just. It just wasn't creative or exciting. Although I will say, um, I didn't think this album was that bad. Like I like this way no, better I don't than either. Gojira. Uh, see, like I would, I would listen to Gojira over this like all day. Every oh, really? Day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, like I mean, there's this is more. Uh, it's more song oriented, you know, which is good. You know, Gojira's so progressive and so technical, and it's so modern. Mm-hmm. Where this is a still a little bit kind of throwback. I mean, it's 2016, so it's, you know, you know, metals come, you know, changed quite a bit in the last five years. But, um, but like, I like, I like Gajira. <laughs> I think I like Gajira more than you and Mike. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, Cause I've had, you know, I've had students that introduced me to it years and years and years ago. So I've kind of seen the progression of that band. Um, and I dig it. I, I, I like that guy's interviews. Actually, I don't mind Sinister Gates's interviews either. I always read interviews in guitar magazine stuff, even if it's a guitar player I'm not into. Um, just to you know, <laughs> see what their see what their deal is, right? And uh, but uh, but yeah, I would listen to Gajira over this like all day long. Oh, no, you know, one thing um, I was thinking about when I was listening to this record was in my life, I don't have 
very much time anymore. Like I'm right. always like until three in the morning, I'm going a hundred miles an hour trying to do shit and get shit done. Yeah. You? you? Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I was, I was listening to this record and it felt like I'd been listening to it forever. And I looked Dude, at Spotify and I was only on the third song and I was like, holy fuck. Apparently if I want to create more time in my life, I just need to listen to this record because it yeah, slows a, time down. Yeah, like, it it bends, just, bends gravity. Oh, fuck, it's like dude. a black hole. Yeah, it just sucks in all light. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a rough slog, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I got, I got through it today. Like I had to drive a couple of places and stuff and, uh, and listen to it in the car. But like, if I had to like actually sit and listen to it, like, and you know, I had the option of like getting up and doing something else, I would have done it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's rough, man. Yeah. And uh, I mean, again, like, you know, I had students that were so into this when they were kids Yeah. and then they grow up and then they just disavow it. You know, they, they, I never liked that. You know, it's like, oh, right, I, I right. remember teaching you one. Of, you remember you making me learn one of these songs, you know, <laughs> and you must like it, must like it a little bit. Right, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's real teen angsty, you know, with the whole, you know, the look and everything. And, yeah. uh, but I don't know, man, it just does not, it does not hold up under scrutiny. Yeah. It's kind of, it, and, and I hate to throw her under the bus, but I, I kind of feel like this is like the Avril Lavigne version of metal. You know what I mean? Just kind of. Like, yeah. No. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's quite that bad because I mean, this is closer uh, to real metal than Avril Lavigne is closer to real punk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you I know? wasn't thinking of her as. I mean, they're an actual punk, metal but, band. I mean, there's some. I mean, there's some. I mean, there are moments on it that are pretty fucking good. Yeah. And you know, and uh, so you know, it's not my cup of tea, but uh, you know. And I mean, you know, I like metal, but I'm not like a metal guy. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, this just, it, it doesn't tick the right boxes for me. Just like, you know, like being influenced by like later period Ozzy and the black <laughs> album just to me <laughs> and hot topic is not a great, you know, yeah, not a great mixture of shit. And, uh, so I don't know, man, it, uh, it, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, one thing I, I do think is real cool is that, that, uh, the guitar, what well, the rhythm guitar players left-handed. Yeah. So when they do harmonies, they do the thing where the two guitar necks are sticking opposite directions. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. fucking dope, dude. <laughs> like, I just love the visual of that. Yeah. My old student Sage is left-handed and his other guitar players right-handed and they do that. And it looks so cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> so I was kind of wondering about the name and, uh-huh. you know, like I said, I actually don't think the name's bad. <clears throat> no, the name's fine. I was kind of thinking, so you know how they, you know how you can't fold a, like a sheet of A4 paper in half more than seven times? Yep. I thought maybe these guys were like origami nerds. (laughs) (laughs) They were trying to avenge folding something more than seven times. I, man, you, man, I thought I was the one that smoked pot. Uh, but yeah, today that I was like the most stoned thing I've ever heard. In well, my life. I was like, what does sevenfold mean? It must be folding means, something. And so it means getting revenge seven times over. Yeah. So apparently it is a biblical term for the first murder on earth where Cain killed Abel and God said, uh, murder will come upon you avenged sevenfold. That was, there you uh, go. I learned that by <laughs> smooth move slick from uh, urban dictionary. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, um, I did. So in in doing, you know, just random research about these guys, there's a website called Quora. Yeah. Where you can ask questions and, Mm -hmm. you know, the community will answer the questions for you. And when I was typing in, Googling for their their name meaning, uh, a Quora link popped up. And there were other questions about uh, Avenged Sevenfold on Quora that were at the bottom of the article. And so yeah. I saved some of, the, some of the questions and thought I would read them on the show. Oh, go for it. Question one, do you view Avenged Sevenfold as a poser metal band? <laughs> <laughs> Question number two, how does Avenged Sevenfold make money? <laughs> 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 Question number three, why do metal elitists hate Avenge Sevenfold. So I thought those were pretty funny. Well, to me, it's just kind of toothless. Yeah. You know, no matter how heavy or how fast or, you know, or how you know, chunky the guitar tone is, you know, it just doesn't feel angry or dangerous or evil or any of the shit that metal, good metal should be. Right. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it seems contrived, you know? Yeah. It, it's anyways. just, it, it yeah, it's real, like, I mean, it's okay, here's where I picture it. Like, say you're watching, like, Charlie's Angels 3, <laughs> and they're introducing, like, a new villain. Right, right. And, like, something blows out, and he'll come walking out in, like, slow motion with, like, fire behind him. Yeah. Like, I imagine, like, some of this stuff behind, like, soundtracking that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, like, made for, like, a Transformers movie or something. Yeah. And, like, you know, because, like, those aren't really movies. Right. You know? They're more, yeah, they're, <laughs> like, like, marketing. Whatever, yeah, they're, you know? they're you know, just disposable. It's, yeah, it's just, like, it's it, it has all the trappings of the thing you're looking for, but it's not the genuine article. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I think the song uh, Angels... Wow, wait, what's it called? Yeah, hold on. I don't know. I don't know any of the names, man. I, I normally don't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the song Angels is where I thought he sounded, sounded like Chris Cornell. Um, the acoustic section for the song Goddamn kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of the intro for Black Diamond. A little bit. Um, I can see that. And then the Stone Tumble pilot song Creating God is actually somewhat listenable. And <laughs> if you can tell by the names of those songs, <laughs> you wonder why I think they're a Christian rock band. <laughs> well, that one's about AI. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but it's just a whole you know, lot. I, whole lot yeah. Of, it's a whole thing. A lot of Yahweh it, in this one. <laughs> Jehovah. Yeah, and, uh, they're all Jehovah. Um, yeah, dude, like, I don't, yeah, it's a, it was, it was hard, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the production's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the guitars, there's a variation in the guitar sounds in the record, which is nice. A lot of the metal records, it's yeah. just the same thing the whole way through. But there's some different guitar tones. I think the bass sounded good. Um, <laughs> I don't even think I noticed the bass. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, 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 you know, very supportive. Right, I'll right. give the guy credit. Like, you know, he, he does the right stuff and he locks him with the drummer right and stays out of the way of the guitars. Yeah. And he has a nice tone, so that guy's good. And the drumming stuff is insane. It's totally samples, though. Um, like, the earlier stuff, it sounds more like drums. 
but uh and that in that in that original drummer was killer yeah as this guy is too but just the a lot of the i think a lot of the stuff on here is at least augmented with samples i mean which is par for the course for any metal band these days and uh and it sounds good but it's just like i I prefer a more natural drum sound, but that's not really what these guys are going for. No. Yeah. It's definitely the uh, it just, typewriter for the kick drum. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Oof. it's yeah, there's some issues, but, but I mean, that's, you know, that seems to be modern metal nowadays is the, there was fucking- this one part, man. I can't remember what song it was, but there's this part where it goes, the dynamic comes way, way down. And it's like kind of a clean guitar part and the guy's singing. And then he's doing the side stick on the snare, mm-hmm. but he's doing double kick like this like double kick pattern with it oh and i thought that was kind of like that's kind of fucking cool yeah but again that's the drummer you know yeah and i was like that was i've never heard anybody side stick with a double kick before (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of neat hey real time uh uh, real time follow-up i'm looking at the uh the record on on spotify the stage deluxe edition there are three mm -hmm. songs here i'm curious about one is called as tears go by which isn't that a Marianne Faithmull song? I think it, I think all the bonus oh, tracks are covers. Okay, and then okay, so that yeah, so then they must have then they covered "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd yep. and, and "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Oh wow, I didn't check that out. All right. I, I actually I I don't I don't use Spotify, so I actually bought this record no. on iTunes to listen to it today. Yeah, oh, I John. gave this band ten fucking dollars. God, dang it. <laughs> That's my dedication to the game, Jamie. I guess. Yeah, we just steal records from <laughs> YouTube and shit. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to sample a few seconds of each of these so we can... Okay, let's do All it. Right, here's As Tears Go By, which uh, was a Marianne Faithful song and a Stones... Actually, it was a Stones song, so... Oh, turn it off. Hold on, no way. It is the evening of the day. I sit and watch the children play. Wow. Okay. Dude, that intro was straight Liza era <laughs> Axel. That was f- fucking Add one more to his list of impersonations. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, wow, man. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, Fuck. That has uh, 3.2 million plays on Spotify. Um, Jesus Christ, man. All right. Wish You Were Here by Abedin 7. All right.
it's pretty straight cover. Yeah. It definitely like a, sounds like a Nashville cover. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like fucking, they I mean, they left out the coolest part of the intro. Yeah. Which is the fact that the, you know, the 12 strings on a radio. Right. <laughs> and then you can hear the guy sitting down, grabbing an acoustic guitar and playing to the radio. Yeah. Like that's the coolest part of that song. Yeah. And that part is just, you know, so you're going to do a straight cover. Yeah. So that has 17 million listens. Holy shit. On uh, Spotify. And you know what? Just for shits and giggles, let's see what uh, Pink Floyd's listener is. Uh, oh, yeah. I wish you were here. I asked to have way more than that. Yeah, probably. So I wish you were here by Pink Floyd. I uh, wish you were here by Pink Floyd has 510 million. So. Yeah. Sounds about th- right. Thankfully. Yeah. I'm not a yeah. Floyd fan, but good Lord. That song. I'm, it's, That's a good like, song. I'm not. I'm not like a fan, but I I love that song and that whole album actually is great. Yeah, and I respect them and I think they deserve their place in the rock pantheon. It's just a uh, it uh, isn't quite knuckle dragging enough for me. Yeah, I'm I'm not a Pink Floyd fan for a few reasons, but I'm sure we'll talk about that on the eventual Pink Floyd show. Um, yeah, I will say a uh, piece of trivia. About John and I, John uh, taught me how to play guitar. And as a finger exercise uh, for playing guitar, John taught me Wish You Were Here. So That is true. And to this day, I play it all the time as a finger exercise. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, man. it's great. It's like one of, the, one of the coolest guitar parts of all time. That solo is <laughs> genius, too. I mean... Like Gilmore, like, I, like, I'm not a huge Pink Floyd fan, but yeah. I think Gilmore is the single greatest lead guitar player that ever lived. Oh. Like, like there's... There's no fat on that shit, man. Yeah. Like every note's perfect. Everything he ever played was perfect for the song. Um, just sounds like him. Doesn't sound like anybody else. Um, and you know, killer tone and just uses really basic shit. It's major minor pentatonic scales and basic arpeggios. And that's yeah. it. Like the most simple shit in the world. And I always say that like, you know, they're one of those bands. They take the uh, basic materials and build cathedrals out of it. Cause like none yeah. of that shit's hard to play, but they're like, right. they're a progressive rock band. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just so brilliant and subtle. You know, again, it's, I, I really appreciate it. And there are times I'm in the mood for it, but it's just, you know, I like something that has a little more dick swing into it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last cover, God Only Knows, which Let's is do it. <laughs> the uh, Beach Boys cover. Here we go. Sounds like the intro for a sitcom in the 70s. Okay. I mean, they pick some great songs. Yeah. Uh, but that's. Let's. I want. I kind of want to fast forward a bit and see if it gets rocking here. Hold on one sec. I don't yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that's appropriate. I keep waiting for the roar. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So. Yikes. 
Yeah, I was kind I mean, of assuming they just ripped off the song titles. Like, I mean, you know, you're in for a penny, yeah. you're in for a pound. <laughs> as your far as ripping things off, uh, yep. may as well rip off great song titles. But apparently, they're covers. So, yep. Uh, I have some trivia. If you want to hear some, let's, trivia. let's hear it, dude. Uh, and let me preface this with, I I honestly there are times I feel bad when I shit on an album because sometimes albums get in that people genuinely like and they're not Rudy trolls. And I don't think yep. this is a Rudy troll. And so I no, feel, somebody loves this album. Yeah. And I feel bad that, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make anybody feel bad. Um, and also we have, you know, this is a wildly unpopular podcast. So <laughs> we don't have that many listeners and so to alienate our listeners is yeah really your, your few listeners yeah a dumb idea but you know well i mean I don't here know. we are if, so if, if i'm a music if, if, as a music fan and you know and i like you know how wide my musical tastes are yeah they're incredibly wide and i don't give a fuck what anybody says about shit i like you know so yeah you yeah. can like it you can not like it you know, that's cool. That's your yeah. opinion. It, this is my opinion. Like I, like I, the whole concept of guilty pleasures is fucking foreign to me. If I like it, I like right. it and I don't give a fuck. I have no guilt about anything that I like, except maybe Gary Glitter. <laughs> now I feel the who same I way. And, who and, I fucking and love. I, and, I, and I hope uh, whoever the listener is that submitted this feels the same way. Maybe it's pretty kind. I'm going to give it a way better grade than you think. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it's pretty Kelly, and you know, I know Kelly doesn't give a shit if I dump on something. Oh, so, oh, I don't, I don't think Kelly fucking picked this record. Dude. <laughs> well, I, I, you never know. I mean, he could be, a, uh, could be. A, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say this is not his favorite record of the 2000s. <laughs> maybe he's secretly a Avenged Sevenfold uh, fan, and and he may, his wife sleeps in his uh, concert T-shirt for this band. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. Who knows uh okay so trivia um oh and the reason i prefaced what i said was because we are about to learn from the trivia that jamie and john and probably most likely mike's opinions on this band nobody else shares it (laughs) so this band was ranked number 47 on loudwire's list of top 50 metal bands of all time i mean they're 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 very popular they've sold a lot of records they got a long track record Avenged Sevenfold was nominated at the 60th Annual Grammy Awards in the Best Rock Song category for the song The Stage. Yeah, okay. I mean, again, means nothing. Yeah. Uh, Shadows was voted voted third in the list of top 25 guitarists. Uh, I'm sorry. Shadows was voted third in the list of top 25 greatest frontmen by Ultimate Guitar. He's a, I mean, he's a pretty good front man. Number I mean, I three? Like, I don't think number three, no. But I mean, but he's a pretty good front man. He's, I mean, they're entertaining to watch. Dude. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, do I agree with his rank? No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and, and I'm sure they're talking metal front men too. Yeah. I don't know. But man, I mean, Ultimate Guitar, like, I mean, Paul Stanley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Roger oh, Daltrey. Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah, we, we expanded. I, mean, I was thinking metal, and even even metal, I was thinking, well, fucking Ozzy, you know. Dude, uh, Headfield's a uh, great frontman. Uh, Bruce Dickinson. Oh, fuck yeah, riding uh, out on the Harley. 
Yeah. Oh. oh no, that's that's fucking uh, that's Rob Halford. Oh, sorry, Rob. Well, fuck Rob Halford. Yeah, exactly. You right. Know, he was my I mean, ne- the next one I was gonna mention. Jesus and, Christ. I mean, fuck Phil Anselmo. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know? You know, so, I mean, there's there's a there's a lot. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So three is 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 a definitely a a, yeah. a reach. Who was number one? Uh, I I don't know. I I actually should have uh, looked at the list. I'm sure it would have probably been infuriating. So Randy Blythe from <laughs> Lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sinister Gates voted number nine in Guitar World's best metal guitarists of all time. Yeah, but if you go back to like you know 2002, I'm sure like uh like uh, like Monkey from Corn was on that list in uh, that that's spot. That's true. You know, it, it's like whoever's selling <laughs> whoever's selling magazines at the time. Yeah, no, nah, makes sense. Is gonna is gonna get. I mean, because there was a point like when these guys came out, it was like every three months they were on the cover of a guitar magazine. Yeah, you know, it'd be like you know Hendrix, Randy Rhodes. Fucking Avenge Sevenfold and then repeat ad nauseum. <laughs> but but replace Avenge Sevenfold and leave Randy Rhodes and Hendrix and well, I don't know. I mean, it's those just like, dudes they are just, always on the covers. Oh, exactly. It's just like you know. Uh, I mean, I guess new people are still discovering them and stuff. But like, goddamn, man, I've read more articles on those two guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. That, but that's what. Yeah, you know, that's why I would read. You know like the event sevenfold articles because it's at least it wasn't Hendrix or Randy Rhodes <laughs> yeah. for the 2000th time. <laughs> and I mean, and you know, you read the interviews, of those guys, they seem like they're good dudes and yeah. they're guitar nerds. And I'm sure if we sat down and talked about guitars, it'd probably be fun, you know, but yeah, I, we could talk whatever. about Les Paul's. They could talk about Schecter's. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, they yeah. got signature model guitars. I'll, I, my hat's off to them, man. That's uh, cool. Gates was voted best metal guitarist in the world. By Total Guitar in 2016 and once again in 2017. So, God damn. He's the is best metal guitar player. Best metal guitar player ever. World. Well, he's better than Kirk Hammett. Well, I mean, <laughs> who isn't? It's not that tough. <laughs> Although, uh, you know, he's, Kirk is way better than me. Uh, on October you don't play 18th, metal. yeah, that's true. On October 18th, 2016, the band performed a free live show at First Avenue for 1,500 people in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, look at them making it there. It was their first live performance with new drummer Brooks Wackerman. Uh, two days later, they played the U.S. Bank Stadium opening for Metallica on August 20th to 2016, making them the first ever rock show in the stadium. Whoa. So I tell you, uh, they're a perfect opening act for current day Metallica. <laughs> uh, that, that should be the, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that's we're gonna pull that for our Instagram story. <laughs> that's a pretty good. It's a pretty good quote. That is yeah, all I have for Avenge Sevenfold. Do you have anything yeah, else that? I mean, no. Nah, I mean, it's you know, it's fine. Uh, if you like it, that's cool. Uh, I can understand why you like it. Um, just I, I don't know. I'm just too old and crotchety for this shit. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't grab me. Uh, and again, just like, you know, it just, you know, there's just nothing dangerous about it. Right. And, you know, when you see a good metal band, I mean, you should be, you should be worried, you know, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's like the whole fucking point. Yeah. I remember seeing Slayer and just being like, what the fuck, you know? And, and those guys, like, you know, it was so funny because, you know, they, they'd play, you know, get done with a song and, you know, Tom or Ed, you'd be like. Hey guys, thanks for coming out. This is really fun. 
you know, it's really cool. All you guys came out to see us. This song's called Chemical Warfare. Right, right. right <laughs> and yeah. just the, the, the scariest shit you've ever seen. Yeah. Once they start playing, you know, and, you know, and it, it was effortless, you know. Yeah. I mean, wasn't trying to be all spooky on the mic or anything, just being dudes. But when they played, I mean, it was authentic as fuck. Yeah. And, you know, and there's just zero percent of that right. in this. And I mean, you know, also, I mean, I'm 47. You're how old? 40. I'm 49, dude. Okay. I'm old as fuck. Um, I almost wonder if this is like, you know, blues dudes in the in the 70s being like Zeppelin. This is bullshit. You know, this is all done by, you know, all these other guys. And so Yeah, you, you what know, about Lightning Hopkins, you know? Right, like, yeah. And those I mean, guys which see I mean, those guys as, have a point. Yeah, the, those guys see Zeppelin as like a total fraud, you know, copying. Yeah, but whatever. Zeppelin evolved beyond a blues yeah, band that's too, true. you know. I mean, they became much more than that. Right. And, you know, certainly always had a foot in that camp, but, you know, certainly, you know, were pretty innovative in how they developed. I mean, there's a, you know, certainly a, a, a marked musical difference between Led Zeppelin one and presence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, where I, you know, if you take the first event sevenfold record and this record, you know, they've made things more complicated and longer, but it's basically the same band. All right. Well, you want to grade this thing? Sure. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't. Know. What do you want to do? You, why don't you go first? <laughs> so what? Are, so how are we doing this grading system? <laughs> well, so, okay. So C is average. I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, C is average. No, uh, I, I actually sub, uh, subscribe to uh, your uh, your methodology. Oh, thank you. Like a six a sixty percent is a passing grade, right? And you know that makes it in in it's you know that's it's right in the middle and uh so I'll I'll take it nice but uh, I'm gonna give this record a C plus okay like uh it's not my cup of tea it has its moments there are it's a couple things that maybe go oh, all right okay you know like so there's a couple really pretty neat tricky guitar things a couple really heavy riffs that I liked um I really liked a lot of the drumming um you know the guy's lead guitar playing is really good uh. Even though you know there's too much of it and it's too derivative of other people, he's very good at what he does. Yeah. Um. But and you know I at least give him some credit for you know standing out from other metal bands a little bit and you know trying to put on a show and uh and trying to push themselves musically. I just doesn't hit the mark for me. But I understand why people like it and it's not a terrible album. Yeah. And then how about you? Um. You know I'm looking back through some of the grades. Unfortunately, you know, so I like this better than Gojira. Unfortunately, <laughs> Mike had gotten inside my head with the uh, grading issues back then. That's and hilarious. I, and I gave Gojira a B. Uh, I'm going to have to. I think that's this. a fair grade, man. I'm going to have. I, I think. You got to give then, it a B plus? No. God, no. <laughs> uh, I think back then. You're going to go retroactively lower Gojira's grade? <laughs> I, I think I need to. Um, I think at the time I, I was trying to think like, would other people like this? And I thought, you know, I can see where other people would like Gojira. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And so I gave it a grade that I, you know, reflected that, but the, but you know, we've argued about grades, uh, and ultimately I've gone back to fuck everybody else. This is what Jamie thinks, you know? Exactly. So I I wholeheartedly support that. I'm looking at, uh, recent low grades, uh, to see where this fits. Right. What do if you like it better or not? Right. Yeah. So, 
Uh, recent low grades would be uh, Fugazi's Red Medicine got a C minus. Um, oh yeah, I'd rather listen to this than that. Billy Ray Cyrus got a D minus. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that is an accurate grade. And I'm sorry, Billy Ray Cyrus got a D. Uh, Tribute to Neil Young got a D minus. The bridge. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's more standout moments on that than there are on Billy Ray yeah. Cyrus's record. Uh, yeah, I. There are a couple good things on yeah, that. Yeah, I least. think you might be right. Yeah, like Winter Long by the Pixies. Yeah, it's good. You know, is great. So mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna. You gave this a, a C plus. I'm gonna have C to, plus. I'll give this a D plus. Really? Yeah. Which okay. which I'm raising my grade from a D. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I I get it. Like I didn't like any of. Uh, I didn't care for any of the songs. Nope. Uh, the lyrics I heard, I thought were kind of dumb and a uh, lot they were very it just seemed like they were you know copying trying to trying too yeah, hard just man pull, pulling everybody else's they just kind of seem like posers to me uh i will say the musicianship was great it was good yeah yeah uh, they're Brooks really good players amazing. Man. uh the guitar player you know he plays too much for my taste but obviously the guy knows how to play uh guitar. yeah he grew up you know with a you know playing his whole life with his dad as a genius guitar player to help him, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and and the sound of the recording is pretty good. And and also Mm -hmm. the singer, I can tell. Andy Wallace mixed it, you know, Bob Ludwig mastered it. Of course (laughs) it sounds good. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I can tell that the singer has potential, you know, even, even though he's 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 21 years into his singing career, I'm saying he has potential. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, that, that's what keeps it from giving, getting a, just a complete fail for me, for me. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that's totally valid. Yeah. So. Yeah. That is <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold. Sure so, is. <laughs> hopefully the last time I hear that record. Yeah. I, uh, I don't need to hear it again for a long time, man. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, most of the kids I'm, that I know that are into metal these days are into much, much, much heavier stuff. This is. Like Gojira kind and of, stuff? Yeah, that kind of thing. Or way heavier. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I have, oh, geez, I have some former students that play in a couple of bands that are just, that'll, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, it'll stomp you flat how like, heavy that shit is. Like Gorgoroth or something? Like, I mean, no, it's like just crazy progressive shit. Like, it's uh, it's wild. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's, it's pretty nuts, man. Yeah. And uh, like some of the best players I've ever met, you know, these kids that I knew since they were little tiny kids that are just crushing shit these days. That's awesome. And, uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, but most of the kids that I, you know, that I deal with that are into metal, they're into like some incredibly extreme shit. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> this is, this is kind of, I mean, this guess is kind of gateway metal. Actually, one of the kids that's in one of those bands, uh, he was one of the ones who made me teach him an Avenged Sevenfold song at one point mm-hmm. and plays in a, far heavier pants yeah that's cool man <laughs> yep yep so i mean at least it maybe has that you know people might discover you know some better shit out of this but who knows yeah i don't fault them hey man they're making a living touring music playing around the world playing guitar more power to them man yeah they got all kinds of sunglass money yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's when you know you've really made it we yeah. get that ray-ban sponsorship yeah. <laughs> buy some sunglasses and wear them 24 hours a day yeah. Uh, all right. Next week, uh, Charles Mingus. 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 Oh, you. You. You might actually. You might actually be into this. Yeah. I don't know that I've yeah. heard Charles Mingus. 
Is yeah, he's, he? He's, uh, great. Is he a, he's a bass player. Oh, okay. And uh, how do they decide but, who's you know like Thelonious the Monk? Yeah, like Thelonious Monk's the piano player, and then you know there's been other bands where it was the drummer and stuff like. Oh yeah, it's basically he's the person calling the shots. He's either composing the tune mm. or picking the songs and picking the musicians and being the band leader. Okay. But uh no, Migus is great, man. He's got a bunch of classics and it's it's way more on that Thelonious Monk tip. Cool. Yeah, I'm super and, into uh, that. Yeah, he's 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 one of the greats for I sure. Mean, I'm a forty seven year old man and I still have a poster of <laughs> Thelonious Monk hanging up my house. Yeah, I, so. I don't fucking blame you, dude. Yeah. Like he's he's unbelievable. Did you go with me to see? Did you go? Did you go with me to see Thelonious Monk's kid play drums in the in uh, Davenport that one time? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw him. Yeah, his kid's a really good drummer, and uh, um, yeah, played with him. That's awesome. Had a band and played a gig. That's pretty. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's great. So uh, yeah, yeah next week yeah, uh, Charles Mingus and probably Mike. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you guys want to send me a, a hit me up in the DMs and say that you prefer John. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I'm I doubt it. <laughs> I, I am not as nearly no, as man, experienced of a broadcaster no, as Mike is. <laughs> I uh, uh, I really enjoyed. You know, you're you're very. You know, one of the complaints that we get a lot about the show is that you know the show is not so much a record review. It's me and Mike bullshitting for 45 minutes and then we gloss see, over that, a record. You that's know? my, that's my favorite part just cause like, I don't get to see you guys as much as I would uh, like. Yeah. So I get to listen to you guys bullshit <laughs> for 45 minutes. It's fucking great. So, uh, but, you know what the, the, the nice thing about having you on this week was, and, and especially in a, in a record that I wasn't super into was you really dug into the details of the, of the music and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, not that I don't love talking to Mike. I, it's, one of my favorite yeah it's the high point for me every week you know getting yeah, to talk to him rules dude yeah he's the best yeah uh he's great as mike would say <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh it was interesting to uh have you on the show and and have you you know give an in-depth musical Aww. i don't know how in-depth so. it was but you know well, i listened to it like three more than, hours ago <laughs> more, more, well more than than mike and i usually dig into i mean yeah we're just hanging out on the computer looking at Craigslist together. Making a <laughs> oh, you see this mini controller? Yeah. So. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, I really appreciate you doing this on short notice, man. No problem, buddy. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. You're great. Oh, you're great, John. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dude. And Mike, you're great, too. I yeah, love for you too, sure. I, I love you, Mike. I hope you come back safe and uh, COVID free. Jesus Christ. I'm Hell so yeah. worried about that. Hell yeah. Form, so. yeah. He'll be all right. Yeah, he's a strong guy, so he'll be fine. Exactly. He's in all good shape now and shit. Yeah, right? Yeah, looking good. <laughs> Fucking liquid diet, man. Jesus Christ. All, sex, all sexy squires. Yeah. Fit at 50. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> on my way too, dude. We'll see. Yeah. Awesome. All right, bud. Love all you. Right. Love you too, Johnny. I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye-bye.